I gotta figure out. Wait, I have an intro. I I still have to memorize this intro. This just got so real. I know, right? Is this, is this <laughs> the Bailey's and Watercolors like podcast? Yes, this is the Bailey's and Watercolors podcast. Is it? I thought that that was just you and uh, and and and. This is a special edition of the Bailey's and Watercolors podcast with out what's his face and we are we will forever be referring to him as what's his face for the rest of the show i honestly don't know his name (laughs) what's his face will work i like what's his face he's all right seems cool though i've seen i saw the the one that you did about ea yeah you did yeah yeah he's been a buddy of ours for for a good old while hell yeah you did because you're a smart person I, i don't know why i didn't subscribe sooner i know it's such great content I know. It it's almost like the channel is brand new. What's up, everybody? And welcome to the Baileys and Watercolors podcast. Today, I'm not here with the man with the golden voice, but I am here with the CEO and main host of a little channel you guys might have heard of. It's called DM21 Gaming. No, I'm not going to give you a moment to talk. But the more important person that I do want to introduce is my brother, Slash best friend, Austin Gesselman. How you doing today, buddy? Are you going to give me a moment to talk? Yeah, that's what it is right there. He just I don't, know, to, I don't know what to say now. No, you don't have to say anything because I'm going to say it for you. I feel like okay. I owe you an apology. Because. Okay. <laughs> because uh, there'd be times where I'd, where I'd come home and I'd catch you zoning the fuck out listening to like movie soundtracks. And I'd be like, this guy is such a loser. This guy, what is this guy doing? But then, but recently, allow me to take a moment to read out what my Google Play music has been for the past week. Okay. Um, the number one play for the past week on my Google Play music is Time by Hans Zimmer from Inception. Oh my God, I love that it's song. It's so dude. good, right? If you go on YouTube, there's a 10-hour loop of it. Oh my God. 10 hours. <laughs> It's so good. I've been listening. Plays over and over again. It's great. I've been listening to uh, like the Incredibles soundtrack way more than I would care to admit right now. You know what it's... you need to to look up. What's up? Shard by Michael Brook. Shard by Michael. Is that from a movie or what? The soundtrack. It is part of the score of Perks being a wallflower. Okay, I'm already sold. Yes. Every... Yes. Fans fans of mine know how much I love about Perks of being a wallflower. So DM Twenty One Gaming, Bicycle Walrus, what do you what have you been up to? I'll give you a moment to plug your shit before we kind of roll into this. Walrus? Yeah, that's what he calls himself. Isn't that dumb? What's up, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, um, I am Bicycle Walrus. Don't wear it out. It's a great name. Mm. But uh, you know, I'm on this post. little channel called DM Twenty One Gaming. All of your fans know me. It's it's yeah. it's a thing. It's okay. I wanted so, to say that high nine subscribers that are are on uh, Tyler Gesselman right now. Fifteen. 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 Thank oh you, Austin. My gosh. True Woo! fans. True fans. True media titan right here, Tyler Gesselman. No, quite honestly, um, that number needs to go way up. Uh, so, you know, clearly I'm going to plug this video um, on on my social network. You know, seventeen hundred subscribers. And, oh, wow. um, yeah, that, we're doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah, we're doing, we're doing pretty good for ourselves. Go. Yeah, not there bad. Go. I see you, nigga. <laughs> Front page, MMORPG.com. That's all I got to say. That's all I got to say. No, 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 but honestly, though, honestly, though, guys, this is your first website. time watching Bailey's and Watercolors podcast. You got to get a hold of Tyler Gesselman. Good content, all of it. 
very smart, very, very articulate dude, and he's wrong about 2% of the things that he talks about. So, you know, 2% is very generous. The 2% of the time that I'm on the show, which is um, so far has been, um, see here, all of three minutes. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that that's where his wrongness comes in. But we, we can go through this right. later on in the show. Thank you. Thank you. So if this is your first time here, this is a podcast where we all get together and talk through the power of the Internet. And we talk about the things that we love. Most of the time, it's about video games. And uh, this is a little bit of a special episode because all of us just got through playing Firewatch. Pretty highly anticipated game. I know from me and Austin's perspective, we saw the we saw the trailer at E3 and we were sold immediately. Yeah, I saw the trailer wait. a week before the game came out. Yeah. And, and sold immediately. I show, I, yeah, I showed it to Bicycle Walrus and uh, he's never played a game like this before, Austin. Have you? Other than... Uh... Um, What's uh, up? What, do, what do you mean by like like this? Because oh. I've played indie games and I've played yeah. like choose your adventure games. Um, right. Because I don't think it's like a Telltale game. I don't think that's no. what it is. So uh, everybody's gone to the Rapture was a game like this. You have that, you, you, that you, game sucks. What genre so bad. of a game it's, would you say this is? It's called a walking simulator. See, I called it a movie. Uh, it's not a movie. <laughs> okay. So. So yeah, have you played any anything other? Have you played? Did you play Gone Home? It came out on PS4. Did you play that I yet? I saw your playthrough of it. Okay, fantastic. Powerful. So yeah, great, great game. Powerful um, stuff. So yeah, this is Bicycle Walrus's first time delving into a walking simulator. I love the genre. You played uh, that that other fucking game that we're just gonna remove from our memory. <laughs> <laughs> so what is? So it's really bad. A lot of people <laughs> like it for some dumb reason. Uh, it's it's I bet they like Assassin's Creed too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I Fallout Four. Yeah, throw that one in there. So if if you re if you saw the title of the video, this is going to be a spoiler cast. But before we get into that, I kind of want to just touch on like general reviews without spoiling it too much on around the panel to kind of get what everybody's thoughts of the games were initially. I'm really excited about Austin's because I haven't talked to him about this for one second. What did you think of it? Uh, I'm first. Okay. Um, yeah. So no spoilers. Okay. I this is the type of game that I, I would recommend to anybody. Oh wow. Um, but I don't think that it's because it's an amazing game. Okay. I think I think it's a good game. I think it, it's 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 a good game. I I liked. It. I don't think I would go back to it. Yeah. Um, it's one of these games for me that like got worse and worse and worse as it went as it it continued yeah not 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 to say that it, in the end it was terrible it's no, just I'm the with beginning you. was so good it was kind of kind of like up the, yeah the, <laughs> yeah where the beginning was amazing it was so good that the end could never live up to it <laughs> hold on was that the best part of the game the beginning for me it was for wow me it was. what was the where was the best part for you for me yeah um is it, is I, it a spoiler? I would say no. like Oh shoot! The midpoint climax and like the scene that happens after that, the scene or two after that, the midpoint climax and the scene or two after, I would say was probably my favorite part. We'll yeah. get into that spoiler. Yeah. So I, what did what did you think? Like, would you would you recommend this game to anybody? Like Austin said, or are you kind of. So how much is the game? It's twenty dollars. Okay, so it's about four it's hours to play. PlayStation it's about, so it'll take you about four dollars. Uh, sorry, four hours to play it, which means that basically you're paying five hours, five dollars for an hour of entertainment. So, if you're okay with that, then uh, it's a really good story. It's really cool, 
And um, yeah, I, I give it a good eight out of 10. It's an interesting way of looking at it, like the monetary value of it. Um, I, t I try not to look too much into that when I go into games, but well, someone has to. It. Uh, you know, if I wanted to go pay for a movie ticket, right, I'd get mm -hmm. about two hours of entertainment. A movie ticket, depending on where you live, costs between, what, 12 and 14 bucks yeah. nowadays. So, you know, you get two hours of entertainment out of that. Pretty comparable. Mm -hmm. And I really do compare this game to a movie. Uh, okay. You know, it, it, it's – yeah, well, I'll get into that later. Sure. So I, I kind of – I lie with Austin here. Um, I think it's definitely not a great game. Uh, but I, I highly recommend it to anybody simply for, and I said this on my quickie review on my channel, for the voice acting and the art direction alone. Like this game is absolutely beautiful all the way up to about like halfway through the game. I was enamored with it. And uh, I just, I, and like Austin said, like, uh, yeah, like everyone said, after about the midway through, it start I, it started to lose me a bit. And then right, and then at the very end, I was, I was right back into it. So definitely recommend it for sure. I definitely recommend it to anybody. So, the game like this, it's it's really hard to not talk too much about it without going into spoilers. So, this is the spoiler section of the review, and I saw your face when I said that something I about the, the ending, ending was the worst part of the game. The ending was so fantastic. Why do you think it was the worst part of the game? So, spoiler you know, time starting now. <laughs> spoiler, spoiler time starting now. So, um, they had a really good midpoint climax, which is why I was really confused by. And what was that again? Yeah, what uh, was that? When you get knocked unconscious. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah, when you get knocked unconscious, like, you know, you kind of get the idea that, hey, man, someone's been kind of listening to our conversations between you and Delilah. And yeah. You guys have shared some pretty intimate moments. I mean, you, I mean, you as a player kind of start feeling some romantic feelings towards the female lead. And Bad it, phone sex. Oh, yes. I, I definitely tried having phone sex with her. Um, I think, <laughs> actually, I think we succeeded in that, but they didn't show you it. So. Right. Yeah. So yeah, they they had phone sex. It's great. Um, but uh, you know, and and then then suddenly you you get you figure out that you find a clipboard, and it has like your conversations with her. Yeah. Word for word, written down on sure. it. Sure. You're like, what the fuck? And that's when you go, whoa, hold up, someone is really fucking with us. What the hell? And then like you walk off, and you see this radio sitting on the ground. And you're like, whoa, what the hell's that? You check it out. And then someone clubs you upside the head, and you're yeah. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> we all we all played the game. We know exactly what you're yeah, talking I'm, about. I'm just you know spoiler cast, right? So you know at that point, like I was like, "Okay, the game has started. Here we go." Yeah. You know, and um, and at the end of that particular, I think that day you at the end of that day you discover that there is this sort of illegal, maybe not illegal, but something that no one really knew about. Right. Research station, and you're like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on? As soon as I saw the research station, I was like, aliens. 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 Yeah, they're studying humans. And even even Henry uh, even starts saying, are they studying us like, yeah. as people? Are they manipulating us? Are they trying to mess with us? That's the thing. Um, I think it nailed uh, the curiosity of it. Like, I was just as curious as Henry and Delilah throughout the entire uh, – throughout that whole thing. Um, but I felt it really detracted from the relationship with Delilah. Like it put too much um, urgency on that situation. And you were at, you built the relationship with Delilah, which is why the best part of the game for me is when you're looking at the fire and when you're about to have phone sex, you're just talking, mm -hmm. you're talking, you just lit, you legit are just doing absolutely nothing. And you just start looking at the fire and you guys just are talking on that Barry white album. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And yeah. so like, that's, that's, that's the biggest high point for me in that game and then we meet then we run into all of that conspiracy stuff and the story with ned and i felt like it just it took it 
it just got in its own way by by telling that. What did, what did you think, Austin? Um, I definitely think that like for me, my favorite part was the the beginning, and um, mm-hmm. I I've I listened to a I listened to uh, a player do. He played through the the beginning. I forget his his the name of his his channel, but he yeah. said that the beginning was very lazy because it only showed text. And I completely disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I really love the way that they did it. it. Just it made like they could have like his his comment was oh they they didn't feel like rendering or creating the character Julia, so they they just wrote you see Julia and that was it. But it's like I felt something. Bottom line, you know what I mean. So yeah. That's. I would disagree that it was. Uh, I when I first played through it, I I, I felt that it was lazy too. Um, but after thinking about it, and um, I I watched a podcast where the the reviewers were talking about the different things of why they did certain things in the game, and uh, I really liked I really liked the beginning of it now because when they explained it, it was it was essentially like whenever you start like an RPG or anything any kind of game like that, you create a character right like you pick your hairstyle and all that kind of stuff, and it was their way it was their character creation, and I thought it was beautifully done in a, in a narrative driven game like this. I think it's a great way to put a spin on the classic so- gaming up like that real quick did you like it before they told you that or after they told you that after so that's my thing so the average gamer isn't going to turn in tune into kind of funny sure and get their interpretation of it so you know i I heard the same thing and to be honest with you i didn't need them to sell it on me i actually liked it uh from the Mm get-go my only problem with it is that uh there were some times when I was being offered choices that I'm like, whoa, I wouldn't pick either one of these things. But then I had to remember, these aren't my choices. These are Henry's. Yeah. And, you know, he's, these are, this is what he's thinking. These are the choices that are in his mind, not mine. And um, I kind of came to terms with that about halfway through that narrative part, the mm-hmm. text part. And, um, man, those moments when you didn't have a choice. Yeah. You just, this is what Henry did. I like that. That hit deep. And I I was streaming, by the way, when I was doing this. And there were people watching. They're like, this is boring. And I'm like, (laughs) first off, first off, I was reading all the all the text and my my voice, my beautiful voice, you know. Oh, here we go. You know, there's no way that could have been boring, okay? Dang it. I do my darndest. But (laughs) a point is is that I think there's a lot different watching it, you know, when someone sees a video of it, it, I think it really cheapens the experience because you're not in the hot seat. But I, as far as a character creator goes, um, it served its purpose well. Sure. Uh, I don't think it was lazy. I thought it was quite inventive. Um, they allowed you to storyboard the Henry's character. Mm-hmm. And um, if you interact with Delilah in certain ways, obviously those bits of the character that you picked come out. And, um, and yeah. I, I think it really adds meaning to henry's and delilah's relationship without having to put on a 30 minute cinematic yeah. you know at the, the beginning of the game that just would have been silly would have been a waste of resources a waste of time what they did was perfect and um i agree i i do think it takes a certain kind of person to appreciate it but um it, it, if you can appreciate that sort of thing it was yeah. it was very artistic very well done i'm with you yeah speaking of uh well done. I do think that that's the, the biggest thing about this game, 
um, in terms of storytelling is the relationship with uh, with Henry and Delilah. And you kind of shook your head at the ending. Um, I get a fe- I get the feeling that you didn't like the ending as nearly as much as I did. Bicycle. Oh, I hated the ending. Why? So you have this instant buildup, right? <laughs> and even in the last day, when you're running away from the fire, getting ready to be evacuated, you still had that feeling that someone was fucking with you. You had your thing beeping, 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 beeping. You had to go find it, and you see a rope, and it's like Henry up. Sure. And it's like you're being beckoned to what seemed to be some kind of weird final encounter. Yeah. And you have all this built-up tension, right? So the Ned thing, you didn't like the resolution with Ned? Not at all. And me then neither. Let me, let me explain. So so you have all this built-up tension, and you're like, okay. You know, I was like, oh, maximum effort, Deadpool. I'm like, <laughs> all right, you know, and I climb up that rope, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do this. And then it's like nothing. And it's like I had all that built-up tension, and I had no release. I yeah. had no release. It's, and I felt like that was why, you know, like there had to have been something deeper there. It couldn't have just been, you know, was it just an accident? And if it was just an accident, why did he just freaking stay there? You know, uh, I just, it, it boggles my mind. And, and, you know, they start painting a picture of Ned as being a father who loved his son, which is really important. And um, I'm sure you're going to ask this question later, but I'm going to go ahead and answer it now. I don't think Ned killed his son. Um, but I don't think they gave you enough opportunity to see that full love connection mm-hmm. in the game. And I think that if you wanted to keep the same resolution with Ned, that you needed to be able to see that bond just a little better. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I felt like the story with Ned and Brian came out of left field. Um, the way I played through it, they didn't mention them at, like once. And uh, when I stumbled on Brian's body in the cave, they started talking about him like, like me as an audience member knew who who knew who they were and i was so lost throughout that entire situation austin what did you what did you think of the the whole whole ned Ned and brian thing that whole b story didn't make any fucking sense i agree i thought it was the stupidest thing completely ripped out of the game completely take it out it's gone the whole and like it's surprised if we if we want to just talk about the final confrontation confrontation I'm actually surprised that Campo Sampo didn't deliver a good one because they're they're the guys that worked with Telltale on The Walking Dead season one. Yes. And if you, you oh, guys have played through that, gosh. that final confrontation with that guy is is unnerving. Yeah. It's incredible how well they did that. So I thought I was gonna expect at least something like that, at least a good payoff to this stupid B story, <laughs> you know. But it 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 I it. Uh, I like I like the fact that he said sorry about your wife. I like that. Oh, uh, so I'm like, it, it it got to the point where it's like you, you, the whole thing where it was like a mystery. Like, did he kill his son or not? It's like, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> you who know what cares? I mean? I mean, like, and the only reason why I would care is because I just needed something to relieve the tension. What happened? What? Yeah. Like, I need an answer here. And but um, none of it made sense because you because it the whole thing doesn't make because it's you find this um. This area, the, the, this fenced-off area, and you realize that your conversations are being recorded, and like you're being studied by someone. And it turns out that it's, it's Ned, and it's like, well, why the hell did he write down your conversation? None of this makes any sense at all. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you, 
misdirected us. It got to the point where it's like, okay, this is turning into this. Like, this, this is going to be about this this character who got away from his life because he felt that he he needed to, and he's going to find like a relationship or something else with Delilah in this new area, this new job, this new little piece of of his life. But then he gets it turns into this story about like this government type thing trying to study humans or this mystery going on i'm like i don't like this this is weird but then when i finally start coming around to it turns out oh that's not what it is it's just some creepy <laughs> guy who it i was like you make up your mind game yeah Fuck. <laughs> yeah uh, and you know the, the, the campo sample i didn't know that they worked on walking dead season one it, yeah. it's not the whole it's like the two lead guys like they worked on on, t- on telltale and then they 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 left okay so the two lead guys so maybe they didn't have the same story guys because i'll be honest with you i see no identity between those two yeah they're two very different games. you mentioned that and i'm like and and i I think that's why they left telltale but it like i think this is just a swing and they left telltale because they wanted to write bad stories they wanted to write their I, own stories. I think yeah. They, yeah, they wanted to write their own stories. It's just like you, you. Sometimes they're not very good, and sometimes that they are. Like when you're a creator, they're not all going to be awesome, unless you're Telltale, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I suppose. I mean, here, here's the thing, right? I, I am a creator. I am, I am a writer. Um, and there's one thing I need to have certain in my mind before I put pen to paper. I need to know the beginning, and I need to know the end. And or at least a theme that, of some kind, like of course, of course. But I'm just telling you my process. I need yeah. to know the beginning and I need to know the end. And the thing about knowing the beginning and the end is, is that neither one are, st- are are like this is set in stone. This will not change. No, my characters will change the end, and, and it happens every time. But the point is, is that I know where they're headed. I know what kind of resolution I'm going to be trying to take the story towards. And if my characters change it, alter it, surprise me in some way. And again, in fluid writing, they always do. Um, I need. I, I then sit there and I have a benchmark. I have a place, okay, this is how I said it was going to end. Does this new change, this character surprised me, does it make the ending better or worse? Mm-hmm. Does it make it deeper or thinner? You know, and I have a benchmark for me to test the ending against. So that way I can go, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, I, I get this, 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 and that, but I lose this, 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 and that. Yes. How can I get rid of that consequence, right? And when you start working into your process and you start thinking about those little things, um, that that's when you go, okay, great, you know. But the, the, the point is, is that writing a story is a lot like science. You have a theory. This is how it's going to begin. This is how it's going to end. And then throughout the entire time that you're writing it, you're testing the theory. You're testing the theory. Sure. And, and, and that's how writing should be. I don't feel like they did that in this game. I think I think I would agree with you uh, to an extent. I do think that um, the B story of all of it really just takes it takes away from the entire thing. And uh, it just it gets in its own way. There's this whole thing with Delilah and like this whole time you're building a very intimate relationship with Delilah. You're learning about each other and you're having a conversation the whole time. But then as soon as you get knocked over the head and you find that clipboard, Delilah stops talking to you. Really? She like you. You tell her what's going on and you say, hey, here's what I'm doing. And she's like she's just freaking out the whole time. And she's like, OK, yeah. go do this. Go do this. Go do that. And it's, and it's no longer a dialogue anymore. And that's why I feel like. um 
I think the best way for this game to change, like if they are to, if they were to change the way that Delilah and Henry, the dynamic between them two, is that if Delilah was the new person and Henry has been there for a long time, and I feel like the the dynamic there would change quite a bit because then it actually makes sense if you are trying to console Delilah and trying to make her feel comfortable around this brand new job that she has, and she she's discovering this stuff alongside you. Because like if because she's your boss, it it makes it feel like she's like overwatching everything, and she's not quite like participating in the story anymore. You know what I'm saying? I think that I that's that's how that's how I would try to change it in my head. But I, I, she I, I, lost whatever emotional connection she had with Henry right after that point. You're right. Yeah. What do you think, Austin? You you were about to say um, something? I don't know if like like that. That's an interesting take. I just don't know if that would have fixed the story. Um, yeah. I liked her freaking out and stuff at, towards the end. Like I, I, I liked the Lila, the character and the voice actor and the writing pretty much throughout the whole game. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, when she was freaking out towards the end, like there were some things that she said, maybe I just picked the different dialogue things than you, but there were some things that she said that just made me laugh. Cause like there, there, there was one where like, I have to find, I have to find someone. It's like, it's so, like there, there was a fire getting out out of control and he's and he's like what what do i do if these guys aren't there and she's like then they're fired and he's like really fired? oh yeah i remember like, that over. that was funny <laughs> yeah, no, i laughed at that too yeah you, you might be right about that I so mean, like I, I feel like the least she could have done was show more concern for henry she did show a little but not enough uh that's where i disagree with you i really? think i think that the, the relation like her being distant to Henry the entire game, I felt like that was perfect. Uh, she wasn't. No, she, no, she, I, I got a pretty like a distant vibe. Like it was. Oh, we had I phone did. sex, yo. What's up? They had phone sex, yo. Awesome, was saying something. Oh. I I don't think she was di- distant at all. I didn't get that vibe really at all. Really. From mm-hmm. from her, yeah. Nah, she, um, she would uh just ra- radio in with me uh randomly wishing me a good day and stuff, and it's like that's not someone who's trying to avoid you. Yeah. Um, it the very first conversation. So why are you here? Yeah. What are you trying to run away from? Well, I don't like, you know, I felt like I, like, you know, the entire time that that relationship is paper thin. There's, there's nothing there really. And I didn't think so. I thought so. And I was Henry. (laughs) And I mean, I don't, that's, I guess that's the way I took the relationship. And that's, that's the beauty of a game like this is that, everybody can see the relationship can see the same almost the same dialogue options as the rest of us and they can interpret it in their own way but for me i it felt like a relationship born out of convenience like she was there i was there she's a girl i'm a boy and uh we're gonna we're gonna have some fun together kind of you're you're the boy toy for the science uh, for the science for the summer exactly Yeah. yeah like and it's like um, you were listening to the to the podcast too, but like it's like that guy said he, um, she's been there for fifteen years, and she's a person because she's a person that doesn't stay. You know, like you know from the moment you meet her that she's not. You know, this is not her lasting thing. So let me ask you a question, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler. I know you've been wronged by a woman. Correct. Austin, have you been wronged by a woman? I don't think so. So I think that's the difference between us and Tyler. Tyler oh. is a bit more open to the distrust, like what's really going on here? What are her true motives? Where you and I, having not really been wronged by a woman, 
um we were just kind of like you know going with the flow and like yeah this is cool we're jiving you know we're a bit more confident in our relationships with women probably because we've never really been hurt by a woman and so sure. perhaps maybe that's why tyler picked up on that and you and i didn't maybe because i felt like and it, i told you about this like you know my relationship that you know exactly who the person is that i'm talking about and uh, i think austin does too but i've i've had a relationship and it's like the moment the delilah started talking i was just like fuck this is exact i'm gonna be refeeling these emotions again oh here it goes here we go so you were <clears throat> you were defensive you're you were emotionally defensive from the beginning yes um and that would be probably why you had that feeling yeah and that's pretty interesting because and i'm kind of glad that i went through that <laughs> line of questioning uh because it, it, games and stories speak different languages to different people yeah and and sometimes they help you learn something about yourself that um that uh, you wouldn't have normally learned about and mm -hmm. so in many ways the game succeeded because it had us feeling different things yeah. in relation to our own personal life experiences that's always a good sign of a good story and that's that's what i touched on in my short review like mm -hmm. the even though the game stumbles a bit with the story with ned and mechanically like stumbling over rocks and just little shit like that it stumbles over a bit but like the emotions that the game wanted me to feel were all there it wanted me to be disappointed at the ending. It wanted me to uh, like be curious and be frustrated when I'm walking around through the forest and all those things. Like, so I think the game, like you said, the game is successful in all of that. So you think it wanted you to be disappointed in the end? Oh yeah. Yeah. That's not the feeling I got from the, uh, from what they were talking to, uh, game over greggy uh, greg and, and his cat team over there at uh sure kind of funny they did an interview with um uh, what, what do you know the guy's name the two leads and campo, leads. Ta okay, campo santa camp. austin did you watch this because i know no, you're no. a fan okay so you know like i i felt like they thought that was the best ending they could have delivered that's but yes it's also an ending that they devised um kind of late in their process which is why i'm kind of upset at i'm like you don't put pen to paper without knowing your ending. Um, maybe, maybe not. Um, I mean, it depends. Everybody's different. That's my personal rule. Um, and uh, because I want to know where I'm going. And I think if you're writing, not really knowing where you're going, sometimes you're going to be successful. Mm -hmm. and sometimes you're not. I'm the type of person who wants to be successful 10 out of 10 times. Um, and, and that's my process. It works for me. Yeah, like um, it's, there's different processes for everybody. Like this, I, the way I see it, this is this is a story. The way they wrote this story was, uh, in a lot of ways, like these are the characters that we created, and let's throw some stuff at it and see how these characters that are in my head, um, like they they react to this. There, there's a lot of movies that that handle things in that way, and I think oh, those are great movies. Um, Austin, what do you like? What do you think? Do you have anything to add to this? About what? The ending, the ending, the payoff with Delilah when she when um, she didn't stay. I thought they took the easy way out. Mm -hmm. Really? Um, I had a problem with it. I I kind of wanted Henry to come to the realization that this wasn't going to last. Him and Delilah on his own. Yeah. Um, that's you. But in but instead, uh, he just kind of goes up there and she says, "Go back to." to julia it's like i kind of i just kind of feel like that was the ending that they wanted to put there because that would 
piss the least amount of people off. Because I feel like if they did a, an ending that was more more ballsy, I don't know what to have like an an example of. Uh, so I think they they would be afraid that people would be like, well, "What about his wife? He's leaving his wife doing this." Da da. No. But instead, no, they're like, "Okay, let, let's what? Go ahead." No, you finish your thought. But yeah, I'm just having verbal reactions with not negative towards you. <laughs> but go ahead. Well, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and I I just it it got it gets to the point where like. <laughs> I'm sorry, your reaction to that was great. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> there was um, what the hell was I saying? God I'm damn sorry. it! I don't know. I'm so well, sorry. Uh, the whole point was like, as I'm sitting here thinking, um, did you leave her in the home, or did you try to stick with her? I tried to stick with her. So you did what I did. Yeah. All right. So so I put her in the home. Tyler put her in the home. Now was she in the home when you left on on your thing? She was she, in Australia. She went. Yeah. She, she did go back to her. Her family came back, picked her up, and she's back in Australia, right? Yeah. Okay. So that to me, that moment when the family shows up and gets involved and basically takes her back, they are disowning you, and they are separating her from you. They have made that decision for you, and in my mind, um, you know, having been a married guy for eleven years, if Something like that happened to my wife, and if her family decided to get involved and physically take her from me, that is a separation. That is a divorce. The family doesn't want you anywhere near her. Really? And the thing here is, is that she was no longer mentally the same person sure. that you married. And that's and great. The thing here is, is that any type of romantic situation that you try to engage with that person in— it's a lie. So and, and you're taking advantage of that mentally ill person and it's wrong. Sure. So in your mind, Julia was no longer in the picture. Uh yeah, once the family got involved. I mean I and I would have fought if it were my wife, I would have fought tooth and nail. And sure. you know, I wouldn't have gone to the bar and things like that. But again, this was Henry. This is Henry. And yeah. So you know and Henry, I think he paid the price for his decisions. You know, uh my Henry tried to stick with her. But then he st did something stupid. He went to the bar, and um, and I just I, I I would have never have done that. And but to me, you know, he he was already gone at that point, and the family recognized that he was gone, and they took Julia from him. And at that point, no, your your marriage with that woman is over. Someone else is taking care of her. It's not even the same person who you married anymore. I mean, the thing is, it's like. <sighs> I, as a guy, I can't fault him at that point. He did kind of make his own grave. He did make some bad decisions. Mm -hmm. um, but it got to a point where it is impossible to repent and change and win her back because, I mean, one, you would never convince the family that you were worthy of her again. They would never give her back to you. Yeah, and, and it's and, it's great that you yeah. filled all this in and the game never told you that. Yeah. The game never told you any of that. And you filled all this in. You put your own like life experiences and mix that in with Henry's. And I think that's, that's the beauty of that, that introduction of the game. Like for me, I saw Julia as like this, this trip and uh, wherever the hell we were in the, in the fire, it was, it was a distraction. Um, there was, there was, there, there's a point in my life where I had, I had to come back. I was, I have to come back and go see Julia and take care of my wife. 
there like there was no there was no sureness in Delilah and all of that stuff. But what like what about you, Austin? There, uh, I just think that the game started out so well with the story. It's about this guy leaving his old life behind, at least for a little while, to just kind of have a vacation. But it turned into this gigantic thing about the fire consuming the entire place, everyone losing their job, is never coming back, and this weird murder mystery about these kids. And then, like, it's like it didn't need to be all that. Yeah, I just have give this. I, I just what the thing that I wanted this game to be for this guy after the prologue happened is give this guy a break, give this guy a break. That's all I want. Wow, that's really all I wanted. And it like you can build tension through like um, or us uh, through build tension through some mystery thing that is happening, but like hold on, okay, I I, I thought I accidentally hung up. Okay, we're no, you're good. You can build tension, but don't make it insane don't make it like an unbelievable thing that's happening this yeah this guy has been living in the woods for 20 years or whatever the hell long it was <laughs> it was like 12 or something yeah yeah some i don't know but and and like there's this fenced off area where people used to be conducting experiments and it's like shh, stop yeah it's like stop. a lost it was an episode of lost yeah it, it was, was ridiculous and it, it wasn't called for and it was dumb yeah i agree yeah it's i think we can we can all agree that the that the thing with ned was pretty unnecessary i was really excited uh whenever she she like is talking to somebody else and she doesn't realize she's still talking to you do you remember that yeah i was yeah. i was i thought that was where the mystery was going to gonna be right like that was where the tension was gonna build and it was like who who she talking to you know and it was this this thing can i trust delilah instead of can i trust can like instead of trying to solve the mystery and um i think another reason this game kind of stumbles and it's it's one of the biggest reasons that, th that this game is unique from other walking simulators is that the story is directly affecting you as opposed to telling a story about a place like when we played everybody's gone to the rapture you're, you're you're trying to find out what happened to this town why is it so empty and gone home is the same thing as like why where did sarah go why is why is her note on there like what what's going on here but and so because of that it you don't feel that urgency and it doesn't allow you to take the time for you to it, and it allows you to really figure out what's going on in your head but firewatch it took it was constantly telling you like Oh, here's what I think's going on. You have that powwow with Delilah, and it's it's an interesting take on the genre. And I don't think that it failed because of that, but I I think they failed. I I don't think this is a wrong way to tackle the genre, but I think that they did it wrong. Um, but yeah, because they were just constantly she yeah Delilah never flat out told you, go away, just be alone with your thoughts for a while. She never said that. So you're constantly pushing forward to the next objective, and you never and it never really tells you to explore more options and learn more about the forest and things like that. There was a point where Henry does turn off his radio, but you're, it's, it's yeah. because it's because she's distracting you mm -hmm. while you're working on the next thing. That's what's, that's what that is. Yeah. Um, I think the problem you have with, with uh, you have to get to the next place right now is just how frustrating it was to travel the world that they created. Like in gone home, it, it's you're walking through a house. There's nothing difficult about that. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. But there's like a random rock that you can't jump over because reasons. And there, it's <laughs> yeah. going, traveling the world and actually playing the game. Like there were times where I was just like, this is, why am I, why is this so hard? 
Yeah. Why can't I just get to this place? Yeah, looking at the map was frustrating as hell. Little things like that, like that, that really frustrated me about the game too. Like the it mechanically, it just wasn't perfect. Um, I want to drive the conversation somewhere else, uh, uh, and and then we can kind of wrap it up. Is this a game? No. What do you think, Austin? Um, I I think so. You think so? I. Uh, what's the definition of a game? Let me look that up real fast. Well, I could tell you. You haven't done a little research in game design. Okay. Uh, it's it's supposed to be uh, an objective based task where you have to make compelling choices. It's supposed that's pretty much what it is. And so you know, if it's a puzzle, right? Your objective is to solve the puzzle, and in order to do that, the puzzle has to offer you compelling choices that makes it fun. Um, and um, you could pretty much apply that to pretty much any game a form of player sport especially in a competitive one especially a competitive one played according to rules decided by skill strength or luck and so i think those three parameters skill strength or luck did this game did this game require any of those no no yeah i think i have to agree yeah but now you know that's just that's you know the definition you pulled is like the general definition of game Correct. Video game. I Video. mean, you know, I mean, I guess I, I have done studying game design, and and you know, that's certainly a part of it. You know, obviously, your strength in a video game means absolutely shit, nothing, right? So I said maybe mental fortitude and how much Mountain Dew you drink, but I mean, <laughs> come on. I mean, like, like when you take a look at a video game, it's supposed to be compelling choices towards an, an eventual objective, because you know, it's sometimes video games are competitive, sometimes they're not. This was not a competitive game. Sure. So here's the definition of video game. You bring that up. All right, let's do it. A game (laughs) played by electronically manipulating images produced by a computer screen on a television or other display screen. So really, it's yeah, I know, right? It's a game on a screen. That's that's what it is. Sure, but like, what what, can we can we discuss? Maybe my my uh, uh, description. Like, do you think that using my description would that would it still classify as a video game? So say that, what was your description again? I'm sorry. Uh, an objective-based task in which the player must make compelling choices to succeed. I would say yes. What choices did you make besides the first 15 minutes of the game? You had to decide how you wanted to talk to Delilah, how you wanted to traverse through the through the forest. Did that change the outcome of the game? Does it have to? You have it changes to say the way that in order so. to get to the end of the game. Yeah, you if, you if you don't move throughout the world at all, you, the okay. game will never end. Of course. I mean, like, that that's obvious. You exactly. Know, so it's a game. You know, it's just like in film, you must get to the next slide of the film in order to get to the end of the film. Well, you don't uh, have otherwise, to do you anything. Otherwise, you could just pause and watch. Well, yeah, you don't have to do anything. I, I guess my point is, is that I felt like there was a significant lack of compelling choices that would have changed the outcome in one way or another. And, like, to me, I felt like I missed something. I had so, to miss something. I missed is something. Is Beyond Two Souls a game? Thank you. I have, um, Beyond Two Souls? Uh, it, it's made by the same guys who did Indigo Prophecy and, heavy, and, and Heavy Rain, right? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Because my choices had real consequences in heavy rain for example i didn't play beyond two souls but in heavy rain you know there are plenty of situations where if i make the wrong choice or if i fuck up here that character's dead and it significantly changes the outcome of the story and tyler you played the game and the kid died at the end of your play yeah correct? and i was devastated you, yes but beyond yeah. two souls there's only one ending in that game not really like characters don't die in beyond two souls 
that's wrong. Um, there, you can do a lot of things throughout it, um, to have characters die here and there. Like my boyfriend or whatever died. And then I chose, you could choose life or death. Remember? And, um, and then you have a different ending depending on how you, if you lived or if you died or whatever. Um, but I would argue if by your example, sure. you have to buy the, because it changes the outcome of the game. Uncharted four is not uncharted is not a game. It's the same no matter how you play through it. You can die. I mean, like, that's the thing. It's like, you got to understand compelling choices. Compelling choices doesn't mean story-based choices. It means your tactics. It means what weapon do you use. It means how do you go about it. Like, for example, Metal Gear Solid. Mm -hmm. You know, the final, was it Metal Gear Solid 2? The final fight with uh, the boss? Three. The final fight with the boss, yes, yes. Yes, three. Okay, perfect. You keep going on and on and on about that game, about how, oh my gosh, there's so many different ways you could fight that chick. There's so many different ways you can go about doing it. You had so many compelling choices to make to reach your objective. Sure. Uncharted 4 has the same. Uncharted 3 probably has the same thing. Now, just because it's a linear story and you, you know, like Zelda, for example. Yeah, you know that's a linear story. Doesn't mean that it's oh now it's not a game. No, you had to make compelling choices throughout it, and you know same with the puzzle solving. How you solve the puzzles? I know in Zelda there's multiple ways to solve some of those puzzles. So it's like that. Here's yeah. here's the thing. I think you're uh, you're underselling, um, like activating activating your radio, choosing to talk to Delilah about the bra and panties that that's hanging over there, and choosing to go left or choosing to go right. Like you'll see you'll see a burned down tower if you decide to go this way, and it, and it changes the story in that way. It changes how you experience the story. Um, so Austin brought this up to me a while ago, and I was hoping he would say it so I didn't take credit for it. But if you play a game like Uncharted, it takes it does it tries to do as many things as possible with. As, but you only have to do a little amount of things. So in Uncharted, you only you can only run, jump, and shoot. Really. But it tries to put in all of these different things to spice that up. And it tries to figure out all the different ways that you can play the game and experience the story by only running, jumping, and shooting. And so I feel it's the same thing with a game like this. You have to... The, it's the different ways that you can you the different paths that you take by it's the different ways you walk the different times you pick up the radio uh the different items that you pick up and the, you know it's there there are i think where you, where it lies is you're a definition of compelling and to me those choices were compelling they were very deliberate choices i did not have to say to the girls hey if you don't cut this shit out you're fucked you know and it changes the way the girls talk to me and it changes how i as the player perceive those girls and it, i feel like it a much but, in a much more drastic way but to be fair that note that the girls leave you on their tent is word for word going to be the same thing no matter what you decide to say to them earlier so to Tim's point, he he does have something there, sure. Where he says your choices they matter to you, and so you get a choice as the you get a choice as the player, deciding which one of these you would say in real life. But at the end of the day, no matter which one you pick, you're going to get that same outcome in that specific sense but it changes the way you experience the game and it's the same thing with uncharted like if you die it's going to change the way you experience the game fundamentally um so i think i think if you take a little bit more of a broader stroke and the because that definition i feel is still there but it's just that it's it's a new genre of game we gotta learn to love it the two percent category tyler what two no (laughs) i'm always right what's that 
What's that? I'm two, 2% of the time I'm wrong. Oh, that's what he's saying. I don't know, man. Like I, I, this is definitely a game. Um, this, you can, you can experience different things differently by not discovering, uh, you know, different things here and there, blah, blah, blah. Austin, what's your take on it? Do you think this is a game? I do, but it's it's simply because my my definition of a game is a little different. What's your definition um, of a game? I gotta press buttons. There it is. That's I gotta why press it's a buttons. Game. For me, that's why it's a game. <laughs> and I'm, it, it, I'm sure that's not right, but in my head, if I have to pick up this controller and do something, it's a game, and it's not a movie or a TV show. The game got me to the point where I was looking for shadow shadowy figures following me in the woods. No matter how hard I looked for shadowy figures following me in the woods, I never see it. There was no mistakes I could make. None. I, you know, there, there, there was nothing I could have done that was wrong. The things that seemed like gameplay to me, like, for example, I had a camera. This is great. I have a camera. Clearly, this camera is meant for something. So yeah, I didn't I'm, use it one time. Yeah, and nope. I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to hold on to this camera. And then when I started discovering things like the research site, I started taking pictures. I was like, yo, oh, you I'm, did? Covering, I'm covering my ass. I'm taking <laughs> a picture of this. I'm taking a picture of that. Man, I was like, I was ready. Because I'm like, this is all leading up to some kind of debrief where I have to vouch for my innocence. And so I was collecting papers. I was like, <laughs> no, this is going to no put. This is going to no put. Picture, picture, picture. They ain't throwing my ass in jail. No <laughs> you know, that's how I was playing it. Come to find out, it was nothing. It meant nothing. And so to me, I felt like that was the game. I was like, I was looking for a game within a game. Yeah. And I was like, this is how they want me to do it. All right, cool, perfect. I got it. Whew. Yeah, I'm in. You know, and that it didn't mean anything. And like, and so the end credit roll was like, oh, here's all the cool pictures you took. And I'm then. Like, there was nothing there for me. Yeah, there was nothing there for you. For me, it was all of this like crazy bat shit, you know, research <laughs> station, antennas, you know, the Ned's hideout and things. I was like, oh man, you gotta be kidding me. It was worth nothing. So to me, if they had integrated that evidence fact finding kind of story into it and it changed the outcome of the overall story, then boom, guess what? You got yourself a game. But that's not what they did. It was a movie. And I, I you know, we could discuss this till I'm blue in the freaking face. Yeah. And we'll probably still disagree, and that's fine. We're allowed to disagree. Yeah. But um, you know, that's my thinking behind it. I think there had to have been something more engaging there for it to be considered a game. You're wrong. Okay. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, I like how I'm like trying to be cordial and, you know, nice to to you, the host, and this That's is right. how you treat our guests. You're in my house. You're in my show. If you can, if you can, you know, this is how you treat your guests. You can forget hashtag let Tyler host. I already am hosting. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up there, Austin. Any last thing that you kind of wanted to add to this before we before we go ahead and close it? Um, I'm gonna just say that um, whatever Campo Sampo does next, I'm not gonna buy until I see a review of it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be interested. But I'm going to be hesitant. You know, here's the thing. We all said buy this game in the beginning of the video. Has yeah. that answer changed? No. Okay. Right. Not not for me. Because right, it, it's a game that is not what everyone might think of a game. Of Like if they have a picture of what a game is in their head, this could, could, could change that for them. 
and I think just the, the the voice acting and and the writing alone is just worth uh, experiencing just to see if if you like it. Yeah. How have we gone through this whole thing without mentioning how amazing the voice acting was in this game? I said it. Did it was you? incredible. Yeah. It, it was, was incredible. Fan, yeah. But every every moment of dialogue felt so true and believable. So good. Yeah. So yeah. good. They. Oh my goodness. They were. Dude. Dude. They freaking put Campo Santo in their freaking backpack and carried that damn game. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They I, did phenomenally well. I'm excited for their next project. Um, for sure. I think. I think. I. I think. I'm I different. Think there are just too many amazing games out there to not waste your time on this, but to be like Campo Santo automatic buy. Not not yet. You are not Naughty Dog or Telltale or any of those studios yet. You still have to prove yourself in in my mind. Wow. Bold words. Too many amazing games. I'm playing Dishonored right now. Oh, you like it? I love it. I played through with the high chaos, and I'm going to play through again and try not to kill anyone. That's so that's dope. so cool, dude. I love that you're getting into games even after I moved out. I'm so excited. Dope. If you like this game, play Undertale. He doesn't have a PC. Um, oh no. He has a laptop, but he could play on a laptop. It's it's like 16 bit. Eight bit. It's ten dollars, Austin, and you you'll hate it. But play Undertale. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's <laughs> a fantastic it. game. He'll hate it. Um, oh. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Bailey's and Watercolors podcast. I hope you hated it just as much as we enjoyed making it one last time here before we go ahead close out be sure to check out bicycle walrus because i know the venn diagram here between my show and dm21 gaming is basically a circle but the one or <laughs> but the one or two of you that hasn't checked him out he's doing we're doing great work over there uh over at dm21 gaming uh covering a lot of different things that you might be interested in um and austin i know yes. i know that when we la- when we spoke a while ago you were talking about how you wanted to be a filmmaker. Have you made any strides towards that? Uh, any- how do I say no without saying no? <laughs> <laughs> I, I put a lot of thought to it, and I think I think that um, the the path is becoming clearer in my mind. There it is. That's how you do it. <laughs> it's the best way to do it i haven't even put a lot of thought to it oh my god (laughs) i tried i tried i've I've been playing games that's it that's it that's how that's how thank you again thank you guys so much for watching my name is tyler gusman that's bicycle walrus and austin gesselman over there be sure to follow all of us on twitter and austin will eventually get one hopefully um if you want to go ahead and support the show feel free to share this to your friends like and all that all that good stuff i am we got it on soundcloud it's spreaker and itunes if you guys want them i want this anywhere else just send me a message and i'll put it on there um we i also the show also has a patreon up so you'll never guess where you can find that it's uh tyler gesselman so if you just type no any type if you type in the two words tyler gesselman and probably any website you'll find me so give me a shout out let me know what you're talking about um with all that being said It's been a pleasure, guys.